Hi, this is Nicola. If you're the kind of operator that is up for changing your client's skin game, you're in exactly the right place. Every week we look at our skincare products, what goes into them and how they work. Plus, we lift the hood on what it takes to get confident in selling. Did anyone happen to see the uh, post that I put onto the Silk chat over the weekend? It was about the um, barrier or the defence mechanism that our skin um, provides for us. I thought we could get into that and just relate that back to some of the products that we have in our two skincare brands actually and it might be great for you to understand what they do, how to use them and why they're important in terms of the skin's barrier function. Um, pretty much everyone needs these products in their uh, bathroom cupboard. So let's just talk about the skin first. So First of all, I'm pretty sure that all of you know the skin is the largest organ of the body. Um, but did you also know that it's really our first line of defence? It's our first line of immune defence. And that includes against pathogens and any allergens that might um, be on the surface of the skin or in the um, environment around us that could enter our system and otherwise make us unwell, trigger allergies or perhaps irritation. So that surface of the skin, or really um, we know it as the stratum corneum, is made up of cells that are held together by lipids or fats. So you might have heard about the epidermis or the very outer layer, the stratum corneum, described as or with an allergy, an analogy uh, of bricks and mortar. So we would say that the bricks are the skin cells and the mortar is the lipids that surround the cells and help create an impenetrable barrier between us and the external environment. It's like a bit like a brick wall. So this barrier function is part of our immune system and it also helps prevent water loss through the skin. So it puts like a protective shield over the top of the skin. Um, if the barrier was compromised in some way, so the surface of the skin, we're actually at risk of having dry skin, but even more than that, we're at risk of having some type of immune response or even becoming sick. Has anyone heard of cellulitis, for example? And I'm not talking about the orange peel that might be on your thighs. I'm talking about um, a very serious skin problem that can occur when the skin's barrier has been compromised. So for example, uh, I personally have had some cellulitis where I've had a little graze on the outside of my skin was caused from chafing. I like to do long distance running and so I've run a couple of marathons and things like that and after one of these marathons I had quite a bit of skin chafing um, due to the singlet that I was wearing at the time and it caused well it basically was like a tear in the skin a graze where 
something entered the skin and it made me really, really sick. So what happened was I started to get a fever first and I thought, gosh, why am I unwell? What's wrong? I don't have a cold. I don't have anything wrong with me. But I kept um, having peaks in fever and just this general feeling of really being quite unwell. Anyway, I had a shower whenever it was that night or whenever I had noticed this fever. And when I had a look down at my chest where the singlet had been chafing, there was a really red mark. And this red mark looked like it was spreading. So I thought, gosh, I wonder what this is. Anyway, I thought, well, I'll just leave it and I'll go to the doctor tomorrow. Anyway, I was still quite unwell the following morning and I went to the doctor and she said, well, this is cellulitis and you're going to need to have some heavy-duty antibiotics to be able to deal with this because something's been able to penetrate your skin and it has caused an infection. So what we need to do is draw like a circle around this red mark that you've got here on your chest and we're going to have to monitor extremely closely how quickly and how far that red mark travels because we might have to send you into hospital for treatment of this. Well, I was absolutely stunned. So all my life I've worked in the skincare industry and this one really took me for a six. I didn't really comprehend the barrier function of the skin in quite as much detail as that particular moment when I just thought, wow, yeah, okay, it's really true. The skin really is an amazing barrier. And when it's compromised, we can we can get sick. Now, it might not usually or usually doesn't go to that level. And by the way, I was fine, obviously, had some antibiotics and eventually the infection went away. However, I take a lot of care when I go and do exercise now. Um, anyway, back on track. When we tear, graze, break the skin surface or when the skin is dry and flaky, the skin is open to infection. The skin is open to to irritation because that barrier has been broken and so of course the deeper skin tissue is under attack from any type of microorganism that could be on the surface of the skin that includes bacteria so when the natural lipids or oils are stripped away by the use of harsh chemicals so let's think for a moment of let's say hairdressers or if our skin is dry and flaky with conditions like eczema, the barrier, of course, is defective and the skin is open to irritation. So like I was saying, it's not always drastic. It's not always that you're going to become sick because you cut your skin or you have some chafing. But you can have some real irritations and you know, eczema and psoriasis, dermatitis are those type of things that are really annoying skin conditions and can make the skin become really 
inflamed and, and very sensitised. So typically, sensitive skin has a weakened skin barrier and that's um, sometimes why people will have that inflamed or sensitised skin. So like we said, some in infections are pretty serious and can cause health issues. And obviously, right now, we're washing our hands very, very frequently. And some of us are doing it with pretty harsh products. And that's okay, because obviously, we want to make sure that the surface of the skin is clean, very clean. And, you know, that's what we would have to do to keep safe. But what we also should be thinking about doing is protecting the skin's barrier function so that we replenish the oils or like the mortar, which is from an our, our analogy of the bricks and mortar scenario. So we replenish those oils that bind the skin cells together. This would ensure that the barrier is repaired and it's protected first of all against water loss and dry chafed skin. But potentially even infection. Uh, so the best types of moisturisers to do this are the ones with skin identical oils. And what we mean by that is ingredients that are very similar to the skin's own lipids. So the lipids that form that uh, coating around our skin cells are things like ceramides, cholesterol and fatty acids. Fortunately, we use lots of skin identical oils in our products. So if we have a look at Aesthetics RX, the H2O balm to start with, this is the perfect product to be using right now. So personally, I've got it sat next to my um, sink where I've got my hand sanitizers and things like that. And every time I'm washing my hands, I'm putting H2O balm on. So the ingredients in H2O Balm, the ones that we've used, are actually skin identical lipid concentrates. They mimic the structure of the barrier of the skin. So this product helps restore the skin's protective barrier by almost filling the gaps in the lipid bilayer that we have in our skin with these skin identical ceramides, cholesterol and free fatty acids. So applying this product to the hands can reinforce the natural lipid barrier and stops us getting dry skin, uh, protects, protecting against moisture loss. So this product contains rosehip oil. This, I'm sure you've heard about rosehip oil. It's um, lots of people use that in concentrated forms, for example. But in this instance, we're using it because it's naturally rich in essential fatty acids, so the omega-3, 6 and 9s. It also has uh, rice bran oil in it and the plant-derived squalene. So these are all really non-greasy moisturising oils that help to replenish and repair, um, restore the lipid barrier to the skin. Silk's Healing Balm on the other side is a different type of solution. This one has a calendula oil in it. That's extracted from the marigold flower. And this one, uh, as well as being an oil, so 
helping to restore that um, barrier function from the oil and lipid perspective. But this ingredient also has antifungal, anti-inflammatory and antibacterial properties that can make it pretty useful in healing wounds, soothing eczema and repairing, the, obviously, the skin's barrier. When you wash your hands, you should dry them and you could use either of these products to help keep your skin safe and supple and well hydrated and well protected against um, barrier functions. So both of these products worked first and foremost as a protector. So they help pre prevent excessive um, water loss through the skin. You probably have heard or know um, that as transepidermal water loss or tool. Um, so these two products can help prevent water escaping from the skin surface because they're putting that shield over the top of the skin. Both of these products work like a defender. So they act as the body's first line of defence against external aggressors. So that might be your hand sanitizer, for example, or a hairdresser's uh, chemicals that she's using in her tints for hairs. Finally, they work like a gatekeeper. So they enable selective transport of molecules from the inside to the out and the outside to the inside. So they're helping to prevent um, pathogens, microorganisms, bacteria, whatever it is, entering the skin and therefore helping prevent skin irritations or infections. If you think back to my scenario of the marathon running and the chafing skin. So actually one of these products could be perfect for somebody that does a lot of sport to put on to prevent um, chafing and certainly disruption to the skin's barrier function. So the difference between the two products uh, that we have is really in the ingredient deck. So we've spoken about the oils that are in these products. So they, they both have skin identical oils. So they're both really relevant in this situation of, of maintaining the skin's healthy barrier. They also have aloe vera in them. Silk also has other antimicrobial ingredients like tea tree oil. So if you remember back, I spoke to you about the fact that it had calendula oil in there, which is a great lipid, uh, oily type of product that also has the antimicrobial functions like tea tree oil. The silk healing balm also has cucumber in it and this helps to he uh, draw heat out of the skin. So if the skin's feeling hot and inflamed, this, this cucumber is going to help draw that out of the skin. Uh, uh, the ARX, on the other hand, it has arnica in it and panthenol or vitamin B5. Both of those help to reduce inflammation. Uh, it also has alpha bisabolol in there, and that is derived from chamomile. That helps to restore suppleness in the skin. And the key ingredient that waterproofs the skin in this product is the isopropyl lanolate. So this ingredient is the only non-vegan type of ingredient that we have in the entire 
range of both products actually this this ingredient is actually very difficult to replicate with anything else and the reason that it's been used in the aesthetics rx h2o balm is because it behaves this ingredient behaves very much like the skin's own sebum so it helps to reinforce the skin's barriers so even though we we don't love non-vegan ingredients this is the one that we actually do love and if you think about the method of extraction um, it comes from sheep's wool so it's a byproduct of of that wool industry it's not a byproduct of anything else so um, there's no need to really worry no sheeps are harmed in the use of this ingredient so these both of these two products are the types of products that really do need to be in everyone's bathroom cupboard and even in their medicine cabinet at home there's always going to be a time that one or both of these is going to come in handy so it could be a burn it could be um, harsh chemical it could be overuse of soaps and sanitizers it could even be an insect bite but there's any number of skin irritations there's any sign of a weakened barrier is the perfect time to whip one of these products out. Now, here's a little tip from my own home remedy kitchen. I decanted a little bit of my H2O balm into a tiny sterile jar and I keep it in the fridge. I use this product as a lip conditioner. Maybe some of you have already cottoned onto this and do it yourself, but for those that don't, what I do is I first use the silk glycolic and lactic acid scrub and then I apply our ARX H2O balm and I find it just that little pro those two products make my lips really very very smooth and soft unfortunately I don't have anyone to kiss them with at the moment but maybe I will someday um my daughter she's 16 she has dry lips from all the surfing and the outdoor sports she does and she finds this product keeping in the fridge like that is really a great little SOS product for her so she's complaining about dry peeling lips and I just say go put put our little lip balm the H2O balm onto your lips uh, it's uh, also literally the best product for lip, lip filler home care. So obviously following the instructions of the injecting nurse, but um, the following day perhaps the H2O balm is so good because of course it's smoothing, soothing the skin's surface, it's helping to reduce any inflammation, it's repairing any peeling or barrier problems with the lips but it also has arnica in there and um, b5 of course but the arnica is great for bruising you probably already know that uh, it does actually bring the bruise out if if it's there so you could say maybe it makes the bruising worse but it's only if the bruise is there and it's it's going to come out anyway it it helps it come out faster and it also helps to dissipate the bruise too so i i really recommend this as a great um, post or home care product for lip fillers so there you have it two wonderful products that have multiple uses i actually can't think of anyone that doesn't need 
one or both of these at home. So thanks everyone, great speaking to you again and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye.